Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And as always, I'm Rob Langevin in the catbird seat. singing ACDC and getting everybody pumped up off air. It's true. We got really hyped before we started recording, which is why, despite me just telling you that Tottenham fans need to calm down about the whole Arsenal thing, uh, we are currently in third ahead of quote-unquote title favorites Arsenal. So deal with it, but also feel free next week to point out how foolish it was that I bragged about one week. And we're level on points, just have a better goal difference. (laughs) Um, Anyway, a lot of news coming out this week, Rob, but before we get into that, how have you been, my man? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's Super Bowl week here in the States, so we're getting all hyped up and dabbing out. I mean, I'm dabbing out normally anyway because <laughs> my nickname is Smokey. So, yeah. And the funny thing is that if people don't really realize what dabbing really is, I'm using quotation fingers here, and we're, yeah. on, the, we're on the podcast and nobody can actually see my quotation fingers. <laughs> right. This so, is excellent radio. Yeah. So, so if you don't know what dabbing is, do yourself a little Google search and see what it actually means because it's in several, several rap songs. Before <laughs> before Cam Newton started to bring it, it was already a thing. Yeah, it was totally a thing, <laughs> and then he made it a thing. So Superman, now he dabs, and now he's going against Batman in a movie coming up. So <laughs> it could be a big snooze fest. I don't know. It, it could be. Everybody's just really hungry. They're just slouching yeah. around. Bunch of um, Cheetos and Domino's pizza <laughs> all over. Yeah, and if you don't want to Google it, uh, your hint is it's legal in Colorado. <laughs> All right, anyway, um, like I said, uh, big week. Oh, wait, before, see, I've already introed that twice, and I'm going to backpedal. You know what I'm really worried about about Super Bowl week is I'm inviting a whole bunch of friends over. I'm going to host my first ever Super Bowl party without nice. female help. Uh, I mean, you could hire female help. They, have, they, they do have, you know, women of the night that you could pay extra for. Well... I don't know if Super Bowl parties are those kind of parties, especially when friends are bringing girlfriends, fiancés, and wives. Um, There's always inflatable girlfriends. There's always inflatable girlfriends. I don't want to be judgmental. I don't feel like inflatable girlfriends would be very helpful for helping set up for a party or letting me know what ratio of sports to entertainment I should have. Well, they'd be good if the, the party was in a pool and you needed a flotation device. I don't have a pool, though, other than my tears of sadness that'll happen if Pochettino leaves us for Man United. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I'm still trying to figure that out. So uh, if you want, feel free to tweet me a percentage of what percentage should be sports-focused and which percentage should be game-focused. Also, uh, this is a question for you, Rob, which is, okay, so I got three rooms, really, that would be involved in the party. Should everybody be together? Like, I could put up a second TV with, like, games on it and stuff. Uh, like party games and so would it be better to have the people that don't care about the game in the same room as the people that do or in a separate room you need to have one main room with the game on and then you have need to have an auxiliary room that has the game on as well like as an overflow because if you get like oh i see what you know i don't i don't know how big your your place is i know you're you know you're big pimping with the fpl money you know stuff like that but you know, you need to have an overflow room. So if it gets hectic and too loud, and people want to go to the other room and chill, you need to have like an like an auxiliary room. Right. It's so you're a, saying just one sports room because, like I said, three rooms. So one sports room, one sports slash entertainment room, and one like cool down room for the people that don't want to be involved at all or yeah, want to yeah. just talk and stuff. Com- completely. You need to have like mm-hmm. an like an auxiliary room for the game, and then like a third room where you have like the food and stuff, so people go out of the room and get food because when so people start picking seats. on food. Well, that too. But when people start picking on food, that's when they get gabby. You don't want people talking during the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. But if somebody starts to talk during the Super Bowl, they, they deserve to get slapped. Yeah. <laughs> These are not the views expressed by the podcast, but, you know, I'm fine with it. Anyway, excellent advice here. If you're throwing a Super Bowl party, take heed to that warning. Um, what I was going to say the two previous times when I said a lot of news this week, I'm obviously talking about the closing of the January transfer window. We've had a lot of players in, most notably 
a lot of strikers with very good chances of taking over their positions at their new clubs. So very quickly, uh, Emmanuel Amenike moves to West Ham. Alberto Pulaski moves to Swansea. Adebayor moves to Crystal Palace. Sadu Dumbia to Newcastle. And uh, Umar Niasse moves to Everton. If you had to rank those five in terms of fantasy usefulness, what order would you have them in? I would have them... Dumbia, Emineke, Adebayor, Nayase, Palachi. <laughs> I'm, I'm making him Italian because Col- it's in a vowel. Isn't he already Italian? I'm just talk- but I'm making him it's super Pelosi. Jersey Italian because I'm from Jersey. Why is Palash? What's you know, going getting, on, Palash? I'm going to get a number two. It's Gabagool, Super <laughs> Sad, and a, uh, and a Palachi. Uh. <laughs> One of my favorite things um, when I was living in New York was... Uh, when I'd go to a genuine Italian place that I loved all the time, go to Via Della Pace. It's on 2nd and 7th in Manhattan. Uh, go there. But my favorite thing is when, like, New York Italian would go mm. there and, like, try to be Italian at actual Italians. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, go there if you want to see them very mad. <laughs> Tell Giovanni hey, Kevin hey. sent you. And say and and they say stunat a lot. Oh, what are you stunat? What are you stunat? <laughs> What's that? Like a little bit of pepperoni you threw on that oh, pie? Oh, All right. Little size <laughs> each. <laughs> huh? Anyway, very related to that, Alberto Pelosh. Alberto <laughs> Pelosh. Sounds like he sounds like he should have a bridge named after him. The way his name's spelled. Yeah, I went over the Pelosh Bridge. <laughs> Can't believe they're charging two dollars and fifty cents. Dude, now. it's already twenty-five cents more than last year. God. I'd rather go to Yonkers. Chris Christie, yeah. my ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so this is actually a very interesting and divisive argument uh, between the two of us, in that I think the Pulaski is second. I agree that Doombia's upside puts him top. His experience makes him a lot better uh, right now than Perez or Mitrovic, who I think will be very good in the future. But I have Pulaski number one because. I have Bafatimbi Gomis in a draft league. I did get to watch Swansea's match. And in his brief stint, he did look very active and able to hold up the ball, which is something they haven't had a lot of. Now, whether or not that'll translate directly to fantasy value, we'll see. But uh, what, what was your reasoning for why you are not a fan of him and have him fifth out of these five? Um, you know, for me, for him on, on, the, you know, the, on the Swans, I... I see AU being the top guy for me, like the, a guy who's going to play up top for me there. I don't see how I've never actually seen too much of him to know if he could play in a recessed role along with AU or even next to AU because I don't think Swansea has the talent to have to sustain st- two strikers up top because AU basically is going to play up there because he's their best player and best mm. forward, you know, playmaking forward. Yeah. And even though he's a midfielder in the official game, I don't, I don't know how well he's going to play up there to augment AU. So that's why I'm a little tentative on him. You know, we've, we've seen Adebayor. We know what he could do. I'm not very, very high on Adebayor. You know, I don't really know that much about Pelosi too much. So that's probably why I, I've ranked him so low. Uh, Niasi, I know a little bit about because I've seen him. I've watched him I've seen a couple times. He is that... that like a chain, he's different than Lukaku is what he is. He's completely different. If Aruna Kone was good, yeah, it'd be his name would be Niasse. It would be it would be. Uh, the thing with Emineki is uh, I ranked him in the middle because you know from his skill set I don't really see much different than what Ener Valencia is already doing yeah. for West Ham. Uh, Adeboyer, we know what he is. I, I mentioned it. He's an older guy. People have seen him. He's been around the block um, several times around the block. So Dumbia to me is the fantasy guy in this. You know, he's coming into a Newcastle team that, if if you look at Newcastle's forwards op, forward options right now between Iosi Perez and Mitrovic, those are the two guys that get the massive amount of minutes. Yeah, Cisse hurt and uh, De Jong playing more yeah, as a midfielder. Yeah, uh, you know, Dumbia to me is if you take the best of what Iosi Perez has and gives it to Newcastle, and you have the best of what Mitrovic does for Newcastle, and you combine them into one player, that to me is what Dumbia is and what could be for Newcastle. Yeah, no argument from me. Uh, some semi-big uh, midfielders have made moves as well. Uh, Sandro Mbula and Mario Suarez going to West Brom, Stoke, and Watford, respectively. Now, for me, I don't think any of these guys are particularly relevant in the official game 
Although I think that you can look at the defenders from those clubs and figure they're all going to be better as all three are very good at shielding the ball and helping protect their back line. Uh, and so for me, like I said, not buying in on them, but it does give me a, a closer look at some of the defenders. I know a lot of people jumping off the Stoke train after Manchester United, who quote-unquote can't score, just put three past them in Butland. Seen a lot of people bailing on Butland. Uh, but for me, I think that the Mbula signing makes them very good going forward, and I'm welcoming all the dropping of all the Stoke players. I want that to continue to happen until Mbula starts get starts to get going, because when he does, I think you're, they're going to be really good both as differential and in real life for, for fantasy. Yeah, I I I look at them just with the two. I, I, I'm going to focus mainly on Mario Suarez and Mbula. Mario Suarez brings veteran leadership to Watford that is looking and playing for now and next year. They're playing for now and taking as many points as they possibly can and looking to the future. Mario Suarez, to me, is that veteran guy. He's played in every cup. He played in the Champions League. He played in the Copa del Rey. He, I believe he won the League One in France. So, I mean, he's done basically everything he could possibly do as a footballer. And now he's bringing that leadership to Watford. He's basically stepping on the pitch, and he's probably going to be their best midfielder. I know Ben Watts, all the Ben Watson family that listens to this podcast are going to be upset and in arms and, and call me on their ginger phones and whatever. But I'm sorry. But Mario Suarez <laughs> is going to jump in there and going to be the best midfielder for Watford right now on paper. Um, and him next on, to Etienne Capoue. That is such a good shield. Oh, my God. Capoue actually played a brilliant game uh, against Chelsea yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I thought he he controlled the midfield oh, look very at well. You doing the based on when the listeners are listening, you know, uh, that's yeah, some professional I, ass shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's professional. That's why I got a bow. That's why I got a bow tie on. Mm, I mean, that's why tie. you got to check on the way. Mm-hmm. That's why I got a bow tie T-shirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't but, go full tux T-shirt? Come on, no, man! No, I thought no. you were classy. I'm barely even wearing pants. What are you talking about? <laughs> barely? Wait, how are you barely wearing pants? They're down. They're, they're down to my ankle. Oh, they're, they're well. on but not on. <laughs> You sometimes but, you gotta get a breeze. Life yeah, is all about balance. It's hot, man. I'm getting old. I'm getting there up here in age, man. I might be going through meta- metapoisal spurts. I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, where was I? Marius Suarez, Watford. I think he's gonna step in there, and be a nice compliment to Eddie and Capu. Uh, Ambulia with West Brom. Oh, Stoke. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that he is gonna be that holding guy for Stoke that they are lacking, that they don't have in, like, the Gwen Whelans and the other players that they're playing through the midfield that are just not up to snuff, that aren't giving the returns and shadowing or overshadowing their defense that has been exposed as of late. Uh, the, thing that, the thing that I would warn people about is, remember preseason, Kev, when everybody was on, uh, you know, the Morgan Schneiderlin jock and yeah, the Jordy Classe jock? Yeah, you know these guys are coming. I was in a big one on the Jordy Classe. Yeah, I was as well. I thought he, I thought he was going to come in and just completely just you know fit into the role with Southampton. That's the thing that worries me about these guys. They're coming from systems that aren't you know you know EPL teams and they don't play that style of football mm-hmm. everywhere. So jumping into this this brand of football might be a little bit of adjustment for them, and they might you know have some lumps in the process. And I hope it doesn't stunt their playing time, especially in Bolivia with with. With Stoke, where they are, Stoke can actually use him very much. I think, yeah, out of especially three, since they got rid of Van Ginkle as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. For me, for me, he's the one guy. Anybody that gets compared to Claude Makélélé, who is, if anybody's listening to this, Claude Makélélé is my favorite player of all time. Uh, you know, I I have a jersey, a French national team jersey with Claude Makélélé. I never nice. wear it; it's just sitting in the closet, gathering dust and having people yell at me, be like, "You, what's that French jersey <laughs> doing in your closet?" But anyway. Uh, the midfielders, they're more of holding guys. So in draft formats and daily functions, they are guys that are probably going to be on the cheap for you to either pick up a waivers or have a nice entry price in for the upcoming weekly daily process, especially in a day when, you know, DraftKings or whoever else runs your daily, uh, you want to jump on, jump on them. But pay attention to their fitness level and if they're training with the first team before you actually jump on them. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I do think Sandro will adjust very quickly, and I think it was very noticeable that he was the one that got the start uh, in his first match just because he's been in the Premier League for so long. But because he's been at Spurs for a while and then left for QPR, I can say he's not going to offer you much other than defensive protection. He doesn't really go forward anymore ever since his knee injury. So of those three, 
I agree with you that Sandra is the least likely to have a fantasy impact. Okay. But, yeah. but Kev, I'll, I'll add one more guy. Where do you think Leroy Fur fits into this? Oh, ball? Leroy Fair. Oh, he's my boy. Okay, so he's this is one of those weird cases where he's much better in the official game than in comprehensive games because he can disappear for very long stretches of matches mm-hmm. and then just randomly pop up with a wonder goal. Do love Leroy Fair. My only concern is that Swansea have been starting to play a lot better recently. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that has been trading Shelby for Leon Britton. Mm-hmm. They've been playing Britton, Cork, and Kee Young. Hold on. I have to go on a rant. I'm sorry. I completely forgot about this till right now. But Swansea tweeted from their official account that Kee Young was removed because he had a slight concussion. Now, I know this is a very hot-button issue in America right now. I don't know about England as much. But there have been so many issues with people I've played sports with, people anybody have played sports with, all the way up to the professional level, who are dealing with brain injuries to this day. And the fact that a professional sports institution is still sticking to things like a slight concussion is exactly the reason why there needs to be head injury policies in the Premier League. Because there's not such a thing as a slight concussion. It's a yes or a no. And if there is a concussion, then it's very serious. Now, this sounds a little harsh because they did remove him, mm-hmm. which was the right thing to do. But when you start putting gradations on things like concussions, then people start wondering, well, why isn't he back yet? Which the NFL has finally started to shake itself up. Like Antonio Brown gets absolutely leveled in the Steelers-Bengals game. If that's any other year and he misses the next game, everybody's questioning his toughness. But finally, the NFL is starting to get this policy. And listen, I hate it when there are hits that are flagged when it's shoulder to chest and they think it was the head and they flag it. I hate that too. But this concept of small concussions versus big concussions doesn't exist. And I hope that people in the Premier League start to realize that as much as people stateside have started to just because of coverage and because of mediocre movies with Will Smith in it. Um, <laughs> but it is a very it is a very big issue and I'm concerned it isn't discussed as much in England and I saw a lot of people just kind of commenting like oh hope he's better next week and that's kind of not the situation sorry mm-hmm. anyway I got a little heated but <laughs> um, anyway so he's probably going to miss this week which means it will be a good chance to see if Leroy Fair does get into the 11 um, but if not it could, he could be a little bit stonewalled just because those three are in front of him yeah I could see that and you know, I don't, I don't know what Swansea's planning to do on on the the wide options outside of of Guilford uh, Sigurdsson. So, other than that, as long as Sigurdsson's in there, I think Swansea's machine will go. That's mm. all that matters. Yeah, he's really turned it around. And again, I will touch on that extensively later. Um, before we started recording, Rob was like, "Well, good thing we don't have to do price changes because there weren't that many." But. Uh, that's the joy of this podcast is that Rob just knows things. I'm like, oh, but I prepared a statement about these guys. Jeez. So now is the indulging of me in that. First up, Jorginho Wijnaldum. He's facing a bottom 10 defense this week. But far more importantly, is he playing at home? Yes. No, he's not. That's untrue. Wait. Yeah, he is. Is he? Yeah, he's playing West Brom at home. Oh, because when I looked at the fixtures, it was still showing the Everton one. <laughs> you ever been super dumb? Great. So start him, I guess. Yeah. And this is this is why I said not to do a price changes. Right? Because <laughs> it would have saved me from looking dumb. But no. Had to had to swing for the fences anyway, like Pedro Alvarez, who nobody will sign because his only ability is swinging at every pitch he faces and hitting one and ten out of the park. Um <laughs> Okay, well then in that case, I guess you're buying in on when you'll this week. Uh, the signing of Townsend has already allowed him to play centrally, which is where he's most dangerous, although the entire Newcastle attack did not work today. Um, but until he starts shaking his road woes, it is still iffy if you're going to play back-to-back matches just because you never know where he's going to fall. Don't have, no, like, you don't want to every week have to be like, well, is he home or away? All right, well, if I'm sitting him, what am I going to do to my whole team? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. For me, yeah. it's, it's just not worth it right now until we start to see signs of life from Newcastle. Well, you and I were both on the same page with that with Swansea. Yeah. We were like, get rid of all of them. They're all awful. Starting to turn it around. Like you just said, yeah. Sigurdsson worth owning. AU worth owning. For me, Pelosky is worth owning. But that is that speculative jump in early as yeah. opposed to what we usually caution, which is 
wait until we've actually seen it and then mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Uh, <laughs> all of that wasn't stalling, but uh, nope. Newcastle do not have back-to-back home matches for the rest of the season. Nope, I said that already. <laughs> well, I also said it. So well, I said it first. Twice as nice. Hey, man, this is a team sport, bro. We both got there in our own, uh, at our own pace. Ping pong. Yo, I had extended timing for tests, man. So it's fine. Extended timing. <laughs> um, okay. Enter Valencia up to 5-9. We all know Tottenham are number one in both goals for and goals against because they're oh, in, in the last five matches because they're pretty much the greatest team in the entire history of sports. But in second place is who? West Ham. West Ham. 11 goals in the last five matches. Valencia, four goals and an assist in his last five. And while match week 25 is a bit tough, Southampton, all clean sheets since Fraser Forster has been back, which we'll also talk about later. He faces Norwich and Sunderland back-to-back the weeks after that, which you mm-hmm. love. Um, so do keep an eye on that and the Emenike signing, because mm-hmm. that could cause a bit of to and fro. Because as you mentioned, not a good pairing. They offer very similar things. Mm-hmm. I don't see them being paired together much, so just keep no. an eye on that. But whichever one starts those two weeks, you want. Yeah, um, I could see them playing together. I I'd actually probably don't ever see them playing together. I think if, if at the end of the games, I think it'd probably be a direct swap for one one for one. I'd agree. Will be interesting when Diafrasako gets back, but we're not that close to that happening. Mm-mm. So we'll get you back on that. Next up, Della Ali up to five eight. First of all, he's a baller. Managed a, a goal and an earned penalty that counts as an assist in just forty five minutes of play. Three goals and two assists in his last five matches. At five eight, he's and he's a must own for me. Yeah, he's the be- he's the best pound for pound price point owner owned midfielder right now. Yeah, more than Erickson now, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit beforehand about how he exited early from this match. Uh, not a concern. He had a bit of a stomach issue, uh, and was having distress. But spray he spray is- fought, <laughs> spray fought even. <laughs> but he will be fine next week. Um, and so you don't have to worry about that at all. I keep saying next week, but it's in like three days. It's literally uh, from time it, of recording. It's fun. When this podcast comes out, people have twenty four hours. <laughs> You'll get twenty four hours to save the world. That was a super mediocre reference. Okay, for uh, players that are dropping, Mesut Özil down to nine nine seems harsh to me, considering he had ten chances created this week. Ten. You know whose record that broke? Erickson from last week with yeah. eight. These two just keep going back and forth. It's really fun to see. Uh, although Otsil does have about a 30-burger on him on the season for chances yeah, created. But, <laughs> but, but, but Kev, based on his last five games, and yeah. now with the emergency of Sanchez mm. into, the, into the Gunners lineup, you know, Otsil's last five games, 2-2-0-2-3. Two, 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 yeah. His next five games at Bournemouth, home to Leicester, home to Man United, home to Swansea, and then at Spurs. Ooh, that's not a great fixture list, is it? Is there any way it's too easy, one tough, and two no's, basically. Yeah, I mean, but considering his price point, which is 9-9, yeah. nine, nine, are you considering moving from him into another midfield player at something comparable in price? You're not going to get something, you know, with the output that he's been doing because he's, he's just makes he's involved in too many plays, except maybe in Ericsson. Mm. But is there anybody that you would focus on that if if someone is an Otsil owner that they and they want to abandon ship, who who would you steer them to? Well, first of all, Otsil's doing just as much as David Silva, much as it pains me. I know I said I was two weeks out on on Silva. He does have two home matches now. If he hasn't done something by then, I will be dropping him. In terms of players that are interesting, we got a couple interesting tweets this week about Firmino. And I think Firmino is a really sneaky option here. I love that he's playing forward. It gives you extra points per goal, just like it does for Andre Ayew, because he's still listed as a midfielder. And Liverpool have the easiest schedule from now till the end of the season, based on average points of opponents. So mm-hmm. I, I, I really... Here's what I'm going to say on this. I am not all in on Firmino till the end of the year, by mm-hmm. any stretch. But I am okay enough with Firmino until we get to some of those double match weeks. Maybe start using your wild card, some of those all-out attacks. Mm-hmm. To capitalize on him, again, not, I, I am not, a lot of times I'll mention, this is a guy I'm willing to stick with till the end of the year for better or worse. This is not one of those. But the next five matches for Liverpool, 
Sunderland Villa, which you love. City, which is meh. Palace. Then a rematch with somebody who apparently they had a good matchup against. But is missing. Chelsea. So you like at least three of those. I'm perfectly fine with Firmino for the next month. Then reassess after there. It seems like an easy move to make. The Sunderland Villa back-to-back the next two weeks you have to love. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Absolutely. me, Firmino is the easy solution. And shout out to the uh, listeners that wanted us to point that out. Oh, sh- should we mention uh, Cameron Borthwick Jackson now just to get it off? We the book should. So, Thanks, so we don't Dylan. have to. Hey, Dylan, Cameron Borthwick Jackson, Cameron Borthwick Jackson, Cameron, Cameron Borthwick Jackson. Wait, Jackson. if you say it three times in the window, Louis Van Gogh keeps his job. So. Is it like Candyman? <laughs> you say it three times in the mirror, he comes out and kills you? Or Biggie, what was that thing? Like Biggie comes back and I don't remember. That's the one that I played as a kid, but I don't even remember it. Yeah. But I, I liked how you touched on Fer, Firmino there. For, and it's a great, it's an excellent segue. If we were doing radio etiquette, this would be fantastic. <laughs> you, you know you, what? You, We'd have a lot better segues if we stopped complimenting each yeah, other on no, our it's segues. Awesome. <laughs> you, know, you can't run a relay, relay race by yourself. That's why you have teammates. But anyway, <laughs> There's you no iron Liverpool. team, but there is a me and no you. Yeah, and you went over <laughs> his upcoming games. Yeah. But in week 27, which is only, you know, Two weeks away, basically, for fantasy players. You know, you get the likes of Liverpool, City, Everton, and Newcastle all not having a fixture in week 27. So by you recommending Firmino, especially in the short, you know, the short realm of things, uh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look as good to me. I'd probably look for somebody who actually doesn't have a missed fixture in the next three because mm. you'd hate to use a transfer now, especially when you're, t- you're subbing Otsel out. And bring in, say, a Liverpool, a City, or an Everton player. Um, only because you're going to be missing a game in, in three weeks or two weeks after two weeks in a day. How's that? Mm. that better better etiquette? <laughs> so, so losing like a top-performing midfielder who you're giving up on and transferring him for somebody else that you're probably going to have to cover, hopefully cover yourself with, with, with something else in three weeks, yeah. that, that doesn't sound well, like a legitimate thing for Erickson thing then. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Do it for Erickson. You don't want to listen to me. I gave well, you everybody per- always talks about how I always talk about Tottenham too much, and then I decided to go for a little bit of an off-topic thing, and now everybody's saying Erickson. I know Erickson's good. I seen it. Two assists at the weekend, like a bouse. That's a whole run-on sentence you just went through. You only see her, I didn't hear one punctuation in there. <laughs> that might have been an apostrophe. You don't know, a.k.a. floating commas. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, Erickson obviously also a very good choice. Choice, and as far as Borthwick Jackson goes, Matty Target may have lost his uh, spot. He didn't make the start last week. I would hold off on selling him until this weekend. We get a, an immediate second fixture to see if they're just rotating. If they mm-hmm. are, keep Target. If not, Borthwick Jackson very interesting till the end of Absolutely. the year. But but for price point, Target's not going to give you anything. And having Borthwick Jackson at four on a on a you know top five six. Defense. I don't know where United rank currently. I believe they're still in the top six for, yeah, sure. for goals differential and all that stuff. For, but for having an entry level four uh, over the last five, they're in eighth mm-hmm. on the season. They are oh second. <laughs> See, I told you they're top six. Yeah, you know. So having an entry level price point of four for a for a CBJ. See what I did there? Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, isn't a bad thing. He looks like he's nailed down that that left back spot, um, and I don't see him losing it because I think you know he's proven that he can get it done, especially with the returns that he gave last week. You know he might get a game here off there and, th- and there, but who knows? You know he's a young he's a young enough kid that he can bounce back, especially with United's uh, you know upcoming games where they have you know multiple games in multiple weeks. So yeah. and his assist uh, was just sublime. Oh, beautiful, really beautiful, beautiful yeah. ball. Okay, so question for you. I love me some Joel Ward. <laughs> Second worst defense over the last five. Worst goal differential over the last five. Borthwick Jackson or Joel Ward for the rest of the season? Um, it's a lot closer than you want it to be, huh? Yeah, I, I know, but you know, yeah. I don't really like. I don't. I don't really like Joel Ward. Well, I, your boy I, got I like, a goal. I like. You know, I like Scott before Dan. conceding two goals again. That's fine. Whatever. We can keep conceding. The, if a defenseman scores, it's good for me. Um, you know, I, Crystal Palace has kind of an easier schedule the rest of the way. Um, you know, they end to, end with Newcastle, Stoke, Southampton. That's not awful. They have Norwich in there. Um, you know, 
to me, Borthwick Jackson would be your fourth, your fifth defender, and Joel Ward would be your fourth defender. Um, yeah. And the other three, you'd have somebody from Spurs, somebody from, you know, Arsenal, and then, you know, a, a rover like a Cresswell or, a, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd probably I'd probably lean towards Borthwick Jackson only because he's giving you a better price point. Yeah. And he's not a complete and dunk. on a better defense. Yeah, and you only really need three defenders. So if if you know Ward is your fourth and Borthwick Jackson is your fifth, and you're lining it up for matchups, um, I would imagine their schedule is probably similarly good bad the rest of the way. I know you know United still has Chelsea, and I believe they still play Liverpool. They still have to, oh Christ, I hit the wrong button. Love when I do that. I love when I'm trying to look up stats. I love when I look up stats. This is not filler music. <laughs> but, yeah. but United the Western way, I mean, they, they're equally probably just as difficult as Crystal Palace. But given the price point of CBJ, I'd, I'd, go, with, I'd go with Bortwick Jackson. Yeah, absolutely no problem with that from my end. Um, what else am I going to talk about? And, oh. and I hope I hope Dylan's happy that we mentioned him. <laughs> we, I literally mentioned him thirteen times. So I mentioned <laughs> his name thirteen times, Dylan. Yep. And now you're going to be coming out of mirrors, and you're going to be like, ah, but you know, passport free travel. You can take you know drugs like, and stuff with you. Nobody will stop you. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, another player dropping in price, Anthony Martial. I'm sure everyone's super excited about him right now, and I know there's a lot of hype. Had a really good goal this week, but people need to calm down a little bit. He's finished with more than two points just seven times this season. Yes, United seem to be turning a bit of a corner, but two of their next three opponents are Chelsea and Arsenal. I'd much rather wait those three weeks and see if he does anything else and then buy in uh, to see what's going on there. Hey, you ever pause in the middle of a podcast? Sure. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Great. So, um, on to our starts and sits for me, starting. Uh, remind me if I've said this before, but uh, Harry Kane, he's really good. Um, you, should, you, should be, you should be playing. Yep. 17 goals in his last 20 matches. Obviously very hard to, to judge against a Watford defense that either shows up or doesn't. Um, they had played very strong and, and stingily against Chelsea today or tomorrow, depending on what <laughs> Rob figured out earlier <laughs> when you'll be listening. Uh, you got to like Aguero, even though I'm super bitter because his yellow card cost me eight freaking points. Very frustrated by that because he would have been in line for three bonus points. Gets a yellow card, which is a minus one as well. Very frustrating to see that. Uh, and I mentioned before, I like him. You don't. I think Poloski could be a sneaky play. Uh, I liked how he looked this week against West Bromwich Albion. They obviously uh, don't have the worst of matchups this week. And uh, your boy, Dio Mercy and Bacani, wins the You Get to Play Aston Villa Award of the Week. Uh, mm-hmm. So, also an interesting one because Aston Villa just mm, super incapable of keeping goals out. Um, in midfield, talked about it a couple times already. Gilfie Sigurdsson, a.k.a. Get Siggy With It, a.k.a. Siggy Stardust, uh, scored four in his last five matches, earned six bonus points over that period, gets to face Crystal Palace, who I already mentioned, worst goal differential in the league over the last five, negative 11, second worst defensive record over that period on negative 13. Palace Mm -hmm. not the way to go at the moment, and it does look like Swansea's turning it around, and Polotsky's ability to hold up the ball could really cause them issues on the wings which is why I think it might be interesting to see Pulowski up top with Andre AU on the wing. But to your point, also very hard to take AU away from that position when it's largely caused this resurgence of theirs. Uh, in defense, all about that Tottenham this week, Spurs defenders, and by that I mean Alderweireld, although Vimmer, it looked like Jan wasn't even missing, straight yeah. up. Yeah, uh, they looked like complete twins. They'd yeah. Error-free, error stout, 
<laughs> Error free since 2003 is a thing Tottenham cannot say because a stat I saw earlier today. This is Tottenham's best goals allowed per game ratio the Spurs have had since 1886. That wow. was a while ago. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great. I think my grandma mama was there, was alive then. Yeah, right? And she was all about Tottenham, I'm sure. She was all about getting to work in a horse and buggy. <laughs> she was listening to the radio. Radios were around, right? Okay, so. not my strong point. Okay, uh, but anyway, so if you have Toby, or if you have Vimmer, my opinion is that we're going to see Tripp and Davis at the weekend. Because we've been rotating cleanly, although... Kyle Walker put in such a good performance, he could be retained. I do think Rose may be swapped out. But uh, if you are going to play a Spurs defender at your own peril, if they're not named Toby, uh, playing a Watford side who are 14th in goals scored this season, 19th over the last five weeks, failed to score in three of those five. While I very much like Watford, their defense has been strong. Their attack has fallen a little bit by the wayside of late. Still like Agallo, think he could pip Tottenham for one. Before this last match where they got the clean sheet against Norwich, they conceded one goal in the five previous. Not enough to hurt you, just enough to piss you off and keep you from getting clean sheet bonuses. Just enough to screw you. Just enough to ruin your day. Okay, next up is a thing we never talk about in Start Sith, but it's neither of our boys as of yet. Fraser Forster, who has come back into this side, looked absolutely tremendous. I think he had 10 saves. Yeah, I think it was nine or nine or ten. Yeah, against Arsenal, we just talked about how West Ham second best in scoring, but you know they just faced Arsenal, who have obviously been very potent up front. Their clean sheets not against nobodies. United as well in there. So where where are you falling on the whole Fraser Forrester thing? Where do you think he finishes the season in the keeper rankings? Um, let me bring up his his fixtures for the rest of the year. Yeah, he's a he's gonna end the end the year if he doesn't hurt himself tying his shoe. He's gonna end his end the year as a top five goalie from here Starting to the from rest nowhere. of the season. Well, I I think he might end up top five. Mm. You don't think top ten? I, top five stretching it. I don't think he'll have enough time to catch everybody. Yeah, where he is now. Um, well, he's gonna catch Myhill and Foster because they switched midway through the season. Yeah, I he's, he's I gonna say catch he, Howard in them because. Yeah, Howard's been he, awful. I say he finishes outside of Czech, Butland, Gomis, Loris, Schmeichel, Adrian. Adrian. And, and I think since Courtois is getting every game, I think he'll finish behind Courtois. So okay. he'll probably finish in that eighth top eight, like right below outside the top eight yeah. from where he is right now. Yeah, I have no problem with that. And like you said, that does put him top five week to week um, mm-hmm. as yeah. he, he does have a bit of, <laughs> of space to catch up. But his performance against Arsenal was absolutely incredible, uh, both from a, wow, that's a good keeper standpoint, wow, that's a good fantasy option standpoint, and <laughs> I hate Arsenal standpoint. Yeah, I mean, he, he, <laughs> he's basically picking up where he was last year, where he was basically everybody's, he was basically Peter Checks like this year for everybody last year yeah. before he got hurt. He was owned, you know, like 40% Everyone. of leagues mm-hmm. and completely dominating. And he's picked up right back where it is. So, I mean, given his price point, 4.8, I'm guarantee, I can almost guarantee before week 27, when everybody has, everybody goes on a wild card binge because <laughs> the four teams that are off, Liverpool, City, Everton, and Newcastle, that's when everybody's probably most, good majority of people are going to use a wild card because mm-hmm. they can't set themselves up any other way. I guarantee that Fraser Forrester is going to be the trans- most the most transferred in goalie there, and I guarantee his ownership is probably similar to what Butlins is right now. Yeah, I I definitely would agree with that. So a question for you: If you're looking at somebody like Ben Foster, who's mm-hmm. just come in for you, he has Newcastle this week, mm-hmm. so you probably want to keep Foster for that one. At least, actually, I'm going to be off. That's what I'm personally doing uh, because. Fraser Forster does have a tough one against West Ham. Did mention second best attack over the last five. But then I'm thinking of switching. I know that Foster has the better matchups with Courtois, and that's why I brought him in. But Forster is cheaper and has the potential to, from here to the rest of the season, be the number one. 
Oh, totally. Uh, which I don't think Fraser Forster has. I know I said I feel more confident about Sandro shoring up that West Brom defense, but you, you just can't deny what Fraser Forster has done. And like you said, a better track record. We saw what Forster could do last year, and he's showing absolutely no signs of rust. So um, that's what I'm doing, and I advise it. Again, Fraser Forster, not the best matchup this week. I'm willing to miss a point one, maybe even a point two if he keeps a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, there's not much time in between now and then, so he may just stay the same, in which yeah. case, right after that match, uh, I may make that switch. Always nice getting a little bit of keeper talk in there. All right. Yeah. But if, if even if you hesitate and you don't miss and you miss him on his price point, which is four point eight right now, you could just you could just like wait. And if you miss it and it goes up to five zero, and he still has okay fixtures for those couple of weeks, why not look at an Adrian for the next three games? I mean, he's got Southampton, Norwich, and Sunderland in the next three games. I mean, that's not awful. Yeah, the Southampton match you're not afraid of, and the other two no. are positive. So yeah, so I mean, similar price points. Forster's gonna Forster's probably gonna go up. Probably at, right after the, this game week because it depends. People are probably waiting to see what happens because nobody likes to change goalkeepers. Yeah, and even, like though, I said, I, even though I had to, <laughs> I think it's entirely. I think it's entirely possible they let one in against the very potent West Ham side at the moment. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Pyatt will freaking do something. Freaking, <laughs> okay, freaking uh, do something. Right, just do it. Okay, don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you got for stars and sits? Uh, I'll start up top. I'm, I'm thinking the same way you are. You went with my boy, Dear Mercy and Bokani. I'm going to go the other way in the complete antithesis. He's going to be the, the filling inside the chocolate Oreo cookie. I'll go I'll go with uh, my boy, Naismith. Nice. Uh, 5.0 price point, 1.8% ownership. I know forward is not the place that people like to go and be different. But I got to give people's names. This show is very boring. Because if I can't speak, uh, <laughs> Lukaku. Hey, I didn't say Lukaku. Actually, speaking of Lukaku. I can't be like Kevin and say, hey. Well, I can. But two weeks ago, I talked about how I, had, I just had a gut feeling that Lukaku was going to go off the boil. And holy crap, was I right. There were no stats really supporting that at the time. But it's, it's just gone from bad to worse for Lukaku. It, considering all the strikers that have just come in, all the strikers that are on form right now, I mean, saying he's unownable is strong, but but where does he rank for you now among strikers? Like you for know, me, I think he's sixth. Yeah, like I mean, we we did this with Pella earlier. Pella crept his way into my top five, even though I hate him, and then he disappeared entirely. I, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about Lukaku rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I watched the the complete Everton game today or yesterday or whenever it's sometime in history on a day, and uh, you know what? He looks off. And then he got a little bit of a niggle with the back injury. Um, and he didn't look like himself. He was not on the ball. He didn't have any control with the ball. He wasn't involved in the play very much. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree that he's completely – he's in that lower bottom six guy for me now. Um, I would say that, that Vardy is more ownable than him right now from a standpoint of, mm-hmm. of fantasy output. You know, you have, you have Lukaku, Agalu, Aguero, Vardy, and – Maybe Lukaku, maybe Costa, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Costa and him are basically giving you the same output the last ten weeks. I think for point for point. So. And that's not a compliment to either of them. No, it isn't at all. Um, but yeah, I'm as a Lukaku owner, I'm probably going to be looking elsewhere this week, um, only because I can't hesitate to to watch. And with the week twenty seven and him not playing. And I'm a Sergio Aguero owner. I can't not, I can't have two forwards off at the same week. That would just completely be uh, debilitating to my fantasy hopes. Mm. So, yeah, I'm completely off of Lukaku currently. Um, if you own him, look elsewhere. If you have money in the bank, you know, if you want to downshift to somebody else that doesn't have an off week in, in week 27, that'd be good too. But if you're looking for a nice lateral move and you have a couple extra shekels in your kitty, Harry Kane is a nice little move. Um, so moving on to my midfielders. Um, I'm going to keep saying it until people start listening to me. Mikhail Antonio is yeah. a baller in SM's <laughs> system. He is basically not getting any attention, and he's less of a price point than Della Ali, but he's giving you the same exact production that Della Ali is giving you. He does, may not score as many goals. He may not be on a flashy team like Spurs, 
But look at this. Look at the rankings. West Ham isn't that far behind Spurs, and they they have a team to compete. They are very solid across midfield, and they're not awful at defense either. They have nice, solid veterans in Collins, and their goalie is coming around, Adrian. And you know, if you had to pick one player on a Premier League team, Kev, and I know you're a Spurs fan, and you're going to be a little favor favoritistic here, mm-hmm. but if you had to pick between Dimitri Payet or anybody on Spurs, who would you take? That's a tough question. <laughs> I take Kane. You're crazy. You're crazy. But but I don't take Erickson. Uh, no. we, we've seen him falter too many times this season. Ali is a better option because of price point. But yeah. if you're just talking ability, uh, I think Kane just because... Um, we talked about Because he's one of our own. That's no. why. He's one of our own. He, well, he is. But it's it's actually along the lines of what we talked about last week with Andrew McCutcheon and that he's drafted so early not because he's going to be the top outfielder, but because there's no way he's not top five. Yeah. Like you're you're paying a little bit extra for that security. And I think that we've seen so many strikers come and go this season that Kane as a set it and forget it up top is a very nice luxury to have. And Pyatt has not been setting the world alight the last few weeks. No. I love Dimitri Pyatt. He's another player I mentioned before. Set and forget. I'm not going to move him from my team probably for the rest of the year. I'm willing to take the ups with the downs. I think he's worth it. And, you know, I still have him in at 7-8. So also not nearly as destructive as he could be. And the rest of my team's performing well. So I'm, I'm fine with keeping Payet. But the sheen's gone off him just a little bit, and I think Kane's consistency is a little more valuable, like as of today. Okay, fair enough. And then on my defense, uh, anybody from the Arsenal defenders—that's too stupid not to. They're playing at Bournemouth, except for Pear, who apparently is droppable now. Yeah. By by Arsenal, I mean he's super droppable in fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. Completely. He's droppable in real life. Yeah, completely. Um, Still Bellerin number one for you. In Arsenal defense? In, in Arsenal? You know... It, it rotates between him and Monreal for me, like, every week. You know, given that there aren't any Champions League games for the next three weeks, I'd probably say Bellerin is my number one. Hmm. After the Champions League game, I'd go to Koscielny, only because Bellerin is going to get worked so much because other European clubs like to take advantage of wing play. Yeah. So... I'd be I'd be leery of that him getting a little bit wound down. I agree, and younger, less used to to having that strain on him. Yeah, uh, and and center backs get a lot less tired. Anybody that plays FIFA knows that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So so I'll jump right into my sits. My sits yeah. are I'm just gonna run them down because this is we're we're talking and blabbering away here for a hundred miles an hour. And so on defense, Leicester. I don't love their I don't like their their matchup this week. Uh, they, they sat on a nice lead and, and got a clean this past week. But Danny Simpson is probably one of the most looked at or most owned players for me. And I don't like it. Uh, Are you pounding out a beat right now? What's going on? You hear it now? I Good, do, yeah. because you're doing so, it on the table with the mic yeah. on it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so Lester, not a big fan. They're playing Man City. It's never a good thing for defenders. Uh, through the midfield... Mentioned it before. I was questioning if Kevin wanted to still believe in his ownership, even though he can't own an Arsenal guy. But Mazin Olsel, I'm going to say it again. This is two weeks in a row. Let's look at the output, two two zero two three. Sanchez is back in the fray. That's too many feet for fantasy purposes. I know we said earlier in the year that a lot of good things can happen if you have a lot of talented feet. But Arsenal is not playing very well when everyone's on the pitch together. They're just not gelled as a unit yet. So... Hold patient on Oldsoul. Don't don't transfer him out. He's an excellent first sub option because if he goes off and somebody doesn't play, guess what? You have a top five midfielder sitting there as your first sub. And up top, I'm going to stay with the Arsenal guys. I know I went with Arsenal defense, but I'm just not trusting any of these guys to score. I'm going to go with Olivier Giroud. Uh, he's completely fallen off the fallen off the wagon from a fantasy perspective. He's dropped outside that top seven. Is it good to say that we called this, or is it sad? Yeah, no, it's it, it is. Well, he's French, so we can call anything we want. <laughs> what's he gonna What's he gonna do? He's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna plant trees up so we. Can what's he gonna do? Look like a taller, shinier version gonna, of James Rodet? Is that what yeah, he's gonna he's, do? He's gonna he's gonna get a fashionable haircut and and sleep with a prostitute status. in the hotel. Hey, yeah, man, so, it's it's not uh, <laughs> hearsay if it's true. Yeah, he's gonna throw croissants at us. But whatever. <laughs> 
Yep. Um, yeah, did. so Olivia Drew, look at the points in his last couple of weeks. They're not impressive at all. I think he's gone, what, three or four games without a goal at least. Right? Four games? Could I be. It's... Yeah, it's been a minute. Four games. Yeah. So those are my sits. Those are my starts. Kev, who do you got on the sits? Yeah, um, starting up top, this is going to be a little risky, but Jamie Vardy. I know everybody's super hyped, and he had an incredible goal this weekend that was worse than Della Ali's goal. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Welcome to the house, Vardy. Vardy. (laughs) Welcome to the house, Vardy. No Vardy, Vardy. no party. Um, I know he just scored two goals, and that's awesome for him, and I'm glad he keeps doing it, although I keep forgetting that we're trying to beat them to a spot in the top four. But it was against Liverpool, and their defense have an open-door policy. Um, There's no cover fee. They just let anybody in. They don't even have a bouncer at all. Uh, now he's up against City and Arsenal, back-to-back, who are absolutely no joke defensively. I'm not saying to sell him by any stretch, but if you're trying to choose between him and a fifth midfielder like Ali, who I love, or like Antonio, who you love, or somebody that's a little higher up on there if you're saving money elsewhere, I would say don't stress it. He's not a must-start for me in these two matches. And for me, I've actually kind of been pleased. I didn't sell Agallo when other people sold him. All I did was sit him so I could fit Ali into my 11. Now Agallo has a couple of decent matches coming up. Now I'm going to plug him back in, sit somebody else. And uh, I realize that a lot of people think the goal is to get the best team top to bottom. But at times it can be a little bit relieving looking at matchups and being like, oh, well, I'll just sit this guy and then I'm fine. Then it prevents you from having that like gut hatred at the end of every match week. Because you could have had two more points that were on your bench. Anyway, not saying to sell Vardy by any stretch. First of all, nobody's buying back in on Vardy. You either already kept him, or you kind of decided to go a different way. Which usually means Aguero, which means you're probably, you've probably used that stash that you were sitting on for so long. But if you did keep him, A, kudos. And B, don't feel bad about sitting him. Not saying you have to, just saying you can. Uh, in midfield... Georgina Wijnaldum, <laughs> did I write this before I knew it was actually a home match this week? Absolutely, but <laughs> doesn't particularly change my mind too much. And we had a really good match against West Ham. It looked like we were in for a little bit of reconnaissance again. <laughs> reconnaissance. What I was that? Reconnaissance with Renaissance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's what I did. But uh, no shots on target the last two weeks is something you don't love to see. And you advised earlier with the Firmino thing, you want to avoid players that are going to be missing a match. So the next four weeks, Newcastle have West Brom, Chelsea, no one, and Stoke. Those are three very formidable defenses and a week when he's getting you literally zero points. Obviously not a huge fan of that. Love the player. Love his complexion. Mm-hmm. But uh, got a pretty decent smile too, boy. But uh, not so much from a fantasy perspective. Uh, in terms of defenses, who knows, man. Well, coming into this week, we were like, it's a bad week for defenses. And then I think five got clean sheets. I don't even know what's happening well, anymore. Well, it's, fu- it's funny. I, I actually have a stat and I never got to it. Uh, 10 of 20 teams got clean sheets this week. 10? 10 of 20. Holy. Okay, because, well, two more got it today. Yep, three. Oh, There's three, because Everton. Okay, so I was yeah. only one off in my head math. Yeah. All right. So, it's, so it's not ten, as ten of twenty teams got clean sheets this week. That's Forty-one. Bonkers. Here, I'll, I'll, I have random stupid stats. Yeah, go for it. Forty-one defenders had five plus points this week. Holy crap! Forty-one defenders. Fourteen midfielders had five plus points, and nine forwards had five plus points. So forty-one. Why? Forty-one defenders. Had five plus points. That's nuts. So why was the average score only sixty this week? Sixty six for the top thousand. Um, because city defenders are still owned a lot. No, maybe not. No, I'm trying to think. I'm trying yeah, to think who know. scored. You know, yeah. I, I mean, guess Palace. Palace shipped a few. Maybe. Oh, Stoke. A lot True. of people had Butlin. A lot of people still had Peters True. or Volshide. True. Okay. Unless people are still on the Alberto Moreno and Moreno tip, he, yeah. they lit up too. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. So forty-one defenders had That's five nice. plus points this week. That's crazy. Crazy. Sign all of them, <laughs> dude. Yes, <Yeah>. forty-one defenders, <laughs> and just call your team Southampton. 
Yep. And even though I said I don't tip Vardy to score, there's still a chance that he does. So I'm avoiding the City Leicester match mm-hmm. entirely. Uh, and, and really, that's that's the main one that I don't want any part of. Stoke yeah, Everton but- also not a fan of either. Stoke have shown a little bit of weakness at the back. I'm not sure Mbula will be fully plugged in yet. I think that might be a bit touch and go. Uh, but, but Vardy is a great downshift play from a, if everybody's is. getting off the Lukaku he is. train. Oh, that's you know, true. I had already saved, moved up to Aguero, two, but if you're moving down, yeah, you know? that's not a bad shout. Also, I forgot to mention earlier in defenses, I like I like Chelsea versus United. I think there's a very strong chance this ends nil nil. Um, oh, it's totally. Good. I think if, if it's nil, <laughs> if it's not nil nil, I'd be surprised. Right. Uh, so that's we're, we're undefeated in the last nine. So, but also haven't won. Right. We won one. Okay. Or two. I think we won two. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're a little bit running out of time, so we'll run quickly through these. You make any changes this week? Uh, I haven't made anything yet. Like I said, I'm probably getting shipping out Lukaku to move to Kane. Uh, other than that, before no. the weekend or after? Before. before. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hold out for my uh, two free transfers, and then I'll assess my keeper situation. Also. Uh, my team did incredibly this well this week. The three players that let me down, Silva, Payet, and Ward. Who saw the first two of those coming? Certainly yeah. not I, uh, but we'll see how those are going. I do still have a Gallo. Like I said, I'm pretty comfortable riding with him. Like I said, have him at 5'8". Not really too bothered by that. Fine with sitting him in different weeks. May look at that uh, going forward. Not really sure when I'm going to do my wild card. I actually like my team a whole lot right now. Mm-hmm. It took me pretty much, there were those like four weeks in November and now when I've been really comfortable with my team. Uh, so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with, with that means you're going to get struck though. by lightning soon. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Kane's going to pull a hamstring and we're going to finish eighth. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I haven't made any moves. I'm going to wait till after the weekend. Most likely, unless somebody picks up an injury, don't have to worry about Ali cause he's fine. Captain's choices. It's really not that great a week. No, as far as captaincy goes, I'm probably just rolling Aguero because that's the point of Aguero. Mm-hmm. Where are you falling? I'm, I completely agree. If you own Aguero, you captain Aguero. That should be the t. Sh- it's like Wi-Fi, you know. O A C A. Yeah. O A C A. My my. Uh, I was very frustrated. I was telling you before we started recording. Very frustrated with Aguero. I had five players have more points than Aguero. Uh, obviously the Aguero price difference, like I said, he could have ended up with 18 had he not gotten a yellow card, only gets 10. Kane, Ali, Barkley, Cresswell, and Courtois all score more. Alderweireld scores the same. I just realized Mahrez had more as well. So I got my caption wrong super last week. But, as we're both saying, you just kind of live and die by it. That's Mm kind of the point of Aguero. If you're going to spend that much on him, you may as well double everything he does. And none of those players have particularly great matchups this week, so... Uh, yeah, just roll with Guerrero. Although, you know, as I'm saying this, Leicester, what is that, four clean sheets and five now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to just set it now, but mm-hmm. I have issues with that in my brain. Leicester have to drop points somewhere. They have to. Rob, yeah, they have to. What, Tell what, me what, they will. <laughs> I mean, they're going to, but where where do you... I mean, look at the way they just handled Liverpool. I know Liverpool isn't Liverpool or what we expect Liverpool to be. Yeah. But look at the, they, they worked them. Did you they, see that one-touch passing move? Yeah, it wasn't even oh. close. I mean, look what they did to Stoke two weeks ago. Right when everybody was in the height of their, oh, Stoke are good now. Crazy. Yeah, Philip Volscheid almost got hit by a bus and it went right through his legs. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. <laughs> okay, we're out of time. Uh, you been sipping on anything? No, just high on life. That's what I'm in right now. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm I'm uh, using up the rest of the Sam Adams winter lager uh, as as we head out of the season. It got up to the 60s midweek here. It was pretty yeah, great. Dude, it was it was nice this week. <laughs> I was all about that. Uh, all right, uh, tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, as always, you can find me at rasball.com, especially the one with the little soccer ball. You click on that, and then you can go read all my content. Or you can find me on Twitter at smoky underscore loogie. Uh, it's a busy time for me right now because it's preseason baseball, so I'm writing like a fiend. Getting good content out to all the to people. I'm like the Pied Piper of fantasy, uh, giving it all away for nothing. But <laughs> but that's just me. Didn't he lure a whole bunch of mice to their deaths? Isn't that awesome? Are you implying you're going to lead listeners and readers to their deaths? No, everything but the death part. Okay. Death part, right. death part is lead them, uh, the Replace death with championships. Death is equal to fantasy riches. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I heard I heard about that the rewrite. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kevroff. You can listen to this show Thursday mornings, the EPL roundtable. You can listen to on Fridays and Mondays. Uh, also back on schedule with All in Sports Talk. You can check that out on Tuesdays where we have a little bit of a recap of the weekend that just followed or pre- preceded, preceded, not followed. <laughs> That's not how time works. Uh, also, you can check out my writings at theeaglesbeat.com and playtaga.com. So, yeah, that's all my stuff for now. It's been a pleasure as always. We'll catch you next week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.